1: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
2: George Norrie along with John Hogue. John's website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com, and he's writing his new book, which we'll talk to you about this soon. What are the odds of Israel trying to invade southern Lebanon to get to Hezbollah, John?
3: Yeah, that was just my next, uh, next thing to talk about. Um, you know, the Israelis uh, are demanding that the Hezbollah forces... Uh, retreat beyond the Latani River, Uh, that would, of course, make them retreat past all their fortifications that effectively defeated uh, the invasion of Israel back in 2006 during the the July War. This is a very different Hezbollah party of God. These are a militia group. They are autonomous to the um, Lebanese government, and they are the most seasoned fighters alive today in the Middle East. They have fought for 12 years against ISIS, against Al-Qaeda, in the Syrian civil war, fighting with the Syrian Arab army. There's 150,000 of them. And the Israeli army, unfortunately, has shown itself to be, um, well, not the army that won the Six Day War, or the Yom Kippur War, but an army of conscripts. And I mean, I'm shocked to see some of the basics that people are doing, herding in an urban area, all gathered like a bunch of geese, and easy prey for these customized RPGs that the Hamas people shoot. They have lost hundreds of people killed and thousands injured and wounded. And that so that has pulled a lot of troops into Gaza and then... You know, then what you have, though, is another front where there's been this slow increase of fighting over the Lebanese border. The the Lebanese have been very, very disciplined and not escalating on this escalator too much. But now, suddenly, with the Yemeni thing, and now with this demand that's kind of being given by the Israeli government to to you either move on the other side of the Tani River or they're going to invade the Israelis. Well, Hezbollah takes some Nostradamus fool to predict this will say come on on. And and if you do, uh, it'll be a much worse disaster than what happened 2006. Oh my god, absolutely. It could be well, I mean what this is not just rockets, 20,000 rockets that they fire and hopefully it hits something since then um, because they are also a, a proxy of Iran. They have received all of Iran's advanced weaponry and guided missiles. They have targeted all strategic things, bases, tank parks, the window where missiles will go into Mr. Netanyahu's house, the Knesset, all that. They, If, if they launch these, about 100,000 of these, um. Israel could seriously be uh, ruined, like Gaza has been ruined by Israel. I oh,
2: that's a lot of missile.
3: That's a lot of missile, and it's um. And the other thing too is, that it is very likely that the Hezbollah people will advance into northern Israel. Hundred thousand seasoned fighters fighting a bunch of weekend warriors, um, and uh, you know, it's. The possibilities. Uh, I really hope this scenario doesn't happen, but I mean, Netanyahu has grabbed the biblical genocidal Book of Samuel, Book One, whirlwind. I mean, many years ago, when there was a mistake of translation that Ahmadinejad the president of of Iran, made, he capitalized on that to feed more fear in Israel and the Zionists people that support him. He sure did. That 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 he, he said and now it's clear he said it cuz he said it again uh, against the Palestinians when this thing started. He told the Persians, "Think Amalek." And of course you know your Bible, you go back and one of the more controversial passages of the Bible is where the prophet Samuel heard from the Lord of Lord of Hosts told Saul, the first king, of Israel to basically commit an act of genocide against the Amalekites. You know, kill all the men, kill all the all the women, kill all the babies in mother's arms and then kill them. Raise to the ground their buildings and kill all their livestock. And there I'm hearing him saying this in speeches across the world after he really overreacted with this surprise attack. Because frankly, most of the killing was not by Hamas; it was by friendly fire. That is my sources of Haaretz in Israel and other Israeli sources that are seeing that the, the most of the people that died in those twelve hundred people were killed by the Israeli army. But
2: but, the uh, but but Hamas did some horrendous things, John.
3: They did, but if you watch the videos, remember when the gates were busted open by Hamas they went off and did their stuff but if you watch the videos again you'll notice there's a whole lot of people that just look like gang guys coming out of Gaza. Why do they, they even weren't st- in uniforms? They weren't they weren't uh, acting military. So I I don't know. I I think of course people die in wars and civilians tell us Palestinians how true that is. And um it is the the credibility damage that is happening to Israel from this war, from this they're all animals, let's kill them, attitude. And by the way, any Israeli Zionist knows that this is like, this is what they want him to do. I'm not blowing this up. Just ask Zionists in Israel what they want to do. Um, And, you know, it's unfortunate because this whole latent potential genocidal hatred and anger really is a, a poison pill that is, always been in the Zionist movement. All the way back to 1948, even Albert Einstein and a number of Zionist uh, liberals were wrote in the New York Times their warning that Menachem Begin and the Likud party, which eventually became Likud, uh, which did most of the diaspora of the Nakva. The catastrophe, the 700 villages that were destroyed, the thousands of people that were murdered were mostly murdered by Irgun and other groups that used to commit a lot of terrorist acts to blow up a whole bunch of people in, in one of the big hotels in Jerusalem.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
2: Elections in Taiwan, North Korea on the break, Iran increasing its aggression. There's a lot of global instability as we plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? It's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold, and the Birch Gold Group can help you with that. As opposed to many other investments, gold thrives in times of uncertainty and is an important part of diversifying your savings. It's part of my savings strategy, and here's how Birch Gold can help make it part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Just text COAST to 989898 for a free info kit. With an A-plus rating with a Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, thousands of happy customers. Text COAST to 98, 98, 98 and claim your free info kit and protect your savings with gold
3: today. You know, uh, and so that they were pointing, actually naming Menachem Begin saying, look out, This, these people actually have potential Nazi overtones. That's what they said. Not me saying it. It's Einstein saying it. It's people who really wanted the Zionists, the Israeli state to survive, but I mean, People are hopefully learning because I'm many of my Jewish contacts are against how the Zionists are trying to identify all Judaism to them. It it, uh, Torah Jews and a lot of Jews uh, for 130 years, Orthodox Jews were warning: this is not fulfilling the prophecies. This is an aberration. It's not me talking, folks. It is Orthodox Jews and other Jews. I'm in contact with so so that's a struggle that's going on now but this this whole attitude of I mean there's not going to be a two-state solution the only solution that Zionists have seen is the complete pushing of the Palestinians out of that area or eradicating them in other genocidal ways and That's that's what America is trying to calm down, and they're not going to calm it down. Um,
2: Somebody's got to.
3: Well, America has to. uh, The the leadership of America has to do what Reagan did to um, when there was the war in Lebanon in 1982. He made a call and said, stop the war. We stop all money, all weapons, all stuff to you. We are the boss of you, not the other way around. So... Um, this is, this, I don't think Biden is up for it. And also it's very hard for the U S government to be up for it because frankly, one thing that has to change soon and hopefully will change in this war is that APAC will have to register as a foreign lobbying agent like everybody else, because what happens in this is unique in, in our, in our cabinets of Bush and in Biden, in APAC are a lot of people that hold dual citizenship uh and so what we have here is people who serve two countries and i would say in this case these americans i contend serve israel before their own country and it doesn't matter uh, it, it 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 our country should be served by the american people jewish gentile black white well, whoever but to have another what i was saying earlier the clearly, um, this policy of America going to destroy Israel's enemies has cost us dearly like 7,000 dead Americans, 33,000 wounded, 1 million Iraqis. And this is they're going to they want us to do it with Iran and Hezbollah. And if they do, the, the biblical whirlwind will crash down on Israel. Because, as I said about Hezbollah, if they bring Iran into this, and if they're dumb enough to drop a bomb on Tehran, Iran's conventional regional ballistic missiles will wipe out anything that's left standing. What
2: about Russia's involvement? I mean, their hands are tied with Ukraine. Would they get involved in this?
3: Well, they're already in-country in Syria. They have bases, but they're in there because they were invited by the Syrian government. Right.
2: Either. But, I mean, they're not in that big yet, though.
3: Well, give you an example of something that happened during Tr- Trump's time when in April of ni- 2018, I think he, he, some false flag chemical thing happened in Al Ghouta. And it was a false flag, by the way, uh, by the terrorists uh, in, in that area. Well, uh, Trump launched like 40, 50 um, Tomahawk missiles. What they did is they they hit this one airbase where they thought these attacks of chemical weapons came from. But that airbase also had hundreds of Russian special forces in there. And if those missiles had hit them, oh my god, hundreds of Russian special forces would have been dead. Now, I'll, I'll just quote Medvedev, who was formerly the Prime Minister and President of Russia and
2: Putin's best friend.
3: Yes, he said If you had done that, if you had killed our men, we would launch and sink your frigates, and there you have it. So it doesn't take a lot of people, and there's enough people there that if this war spreads, and they're already firing into Syria, if this war spreads there, and if Russians are killed, then you've got the scenario that is very clearly in Nostradamus' prophecies that, unlike Ukraine, at least he points to the Middle East, mentions Syria, mentions Persia as in Iran, mentions the Strait of Hormuz, as I told you, and that this is the apocalyptic flashpoint, danger point, more dangerous than Ukraine. However, now we go to Ukraine. <laughs> it's just so much happening.
2: And well, what a mess there.
3: Well, it is, you'll. I uh, I must unfortunately have to blow my horn here. I hate doing it, but it's just has to happen. I mean, I've been on your show throughout this war off and on, and now finally, as I said, when things start going bad, all that all the lies of the mainstream press, all the propaganda, all the goat of Ukraine and you know, ghosts of Ukraine shooting out 80 Russian jets and they're the Ukrainians are winning. It's all a lie of propaganda. I've been telling people that this war was doomed for the Ukrainians even before it started. And and now the war of attrition has reached a point where the Ukrainians, now it looks like we have some real numbers that the Ukrainians have lost. The conservative number is 338 or oh, 83,000, Problem with that, that, that's killed and wounded, but it doesn't include the 75,000 missing, which are mostly dead because the Ukraine officer and,
2: and the figures I saw on the Russians' casualties, injured and dead, 315,000, if no, you can believe it,
3: that. No, it's, it's complete bunk because, and it's bunk from a Western source that have really done their job using a Russian activist group called, uh, um, oh, I, I can't remember their, Med, uh, Med, Medusa, I think. Who are based in Latvia, and they actually have had their people going all through Russia to pick up any notices for people being buried from being killed in the war. How long are we going to continue funding Ukraine? The BBC. John? No, I got to finish this because important people ought to know. The Russians have only lost thirty-six thousand dead, and and maybe eighty thousand wounded. That's still yeah. a lot of people, though. That's still, hey, that's in two years. That's burning through the ten years that, of Americans killed in Vietnam. Yeah
2: go ahead but how how long are we going to continue funding fund money to the Ukraine before it bankrupts us
3: well I I said uh, I'm on record from my last hope prophecy reports uh, I I saw that there was the the, the plug was uh, not gonna it's done um that uh because you know the the Republican new Speaker of the house made it very clear that unless uh, Democrats get serious about the, our security crisis on the border with millions and millions of unknown people coming into the into the country um, that uh, they'll only give money to Ukraine if if they they get serious about finishing the wall and doing all that so I said well that, that's not going to wash theirs. it's the plug has been pulled on Ukraine actually Ukraine's downfall will come from a lack of funds they got a billion through a little magic accounting Biden was able to send them the last billion. but I don't see, I don't actually see them getting any money from us. And uh, maybe something will happen, but uh, literally Ukraine burns through $8.3 billion, which literally we are paying for Ukraine's existence. Um, We're not going to be sending them much anymore, uh, bombs or anything like that. They are... Out in the field, uh, very much uh, like any war of attrition, they can see the signs of the long line of trenches that are beginning to slowly break.
1: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.